Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Alva, and I am an extreme extrovert. So today, in my therapy, I learned um, the importance of maintaining balance in relationships. And you know, it, it's true. Um, we kind of want to create and maintain balance in our own relationships. But at the same time, we kind of also have to figure out what relationships are most important to us. And like I know for me personally, when I was younger, I prioritized so many relationships. I always like it was always important like for me what people thought of me. Um, and it's kind of funny after you get older. <laughs> at least for I feel like for most people that like importance kind of goes away but it never goes away for all relationships like for example like family or you know people that you really love maybe you date um and really trying to prioritize those relationships that's one thing that i kind of struggle with um just because a lot of things about healthy relationships are new to me um, I'm lucky because I've never experienced a personal, like, relationship where I dated someone and they um, physically hurt me, which I'm very blessed in that sense. But, um, in regards to mending, um, feelings or processing through issues, that's something that I personally really have to work towards because... I'm not really a person that likes to share my feelings a whole lot, and so I kind of have to find a way of setting boundaries um, and standing up for myself without causing conflict. I'm also a, I'm also a Libra, so I hate conflict. I hate confrontation. I hate like attention. Really, like if it's not attention that I specifically am desiring. Oh god, no way. It's kind of like those uh, things where... Are you the kind of person that like... When your friends go to the restaurant and they have the whole staff saying happy birthday to you? Are you the kind of person that like... Claps along? Or if you, are you the kind of person that like just sits back and is like... Oh god, this is the worst thing ever. And I think that... um all of us kind of have both of those aspects, you know, in all of our lives. In some of parts of our lives, we're like, yes, this is great. This is awesome. Then other points, you're just like, nope. This is just too exhilarating or too um, too much or too something. But anyway. Um, one thing that's kind of hard about mending relationships sometimes is people's feelings. Because you don't want to hurt the person, but you also don't want to really hurt yourself either. And I think that's why it's so hard sometimes to like sit down and like talk to somebody and be like, this is the real reason why this relationship is not really working out. And like me, I'm a person that, I don't know why, but I've always been a person that I hate being a monster. I hate being a person that hurts other people, which is kind of ironic because... <laughs> my addiction has hurt people and I think that's the hardest thing to internalize is how do you get past this sore 
or this um downfall like how do you get past the point that you know you hurt somebody and they will probably never be the same you know they you probably hurt them in many ways by using your addiction but that definitely can't be a fire to fuel addiction because <laughs> it can be you know like if you feel defeated if you feel hurt you know and it, I think it's important to just kind of remember that we're all very resilient we're all very resilient and just because well I'm not saying go and do horrible things to horrible people but I'm saying like um you know like Unfortunately, unfortunately, we're all human. But that doesn't verify our bad decisions ever. And I think the best thing that kind of settles with me is it's okay to have two existing identities. It's okay to have two existing truths. You know, you're maybe... Well, I know for me sometimes when I used to use, I used to be really aggressive. I used to be really mean. Um, I am really mean, because when I use, I am mean, um, and I hurt the people that I love very much, because it uh, deteriorates my health, it deteriorates the physical and mental health, and that's one truth, you know, that's one truth that I have to hold, because it is a truth, um, but there's also a truth that I like to learn and I like to be successful I like to travel I like to explore so even though I have really one nasty truth like everyone does the there are other truths to me as well there are other things that are um positive as well and just really focusing on those good elements that you have and those the fact that I like learning I can take that to my advantage I could be like hey you know what if I like genuinely doing this how am I going to learn more about this how how can I learn if I cannot fix them at least not cause more damage because some things will never be fixed and I know that <laughs> I know that very well um just because you know my my parents neglected me and that made me view the world very significantly different and that also viewed made me view relationships and other people very significantly different But that doesn't mean that that bad outcome is going to result in bad, in a bad future, hopefully, if I can use that to my advantage, maybe. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Long rant. Okay. But one thing that I um, looked up recently, it's called the MRT. It is um, MRT. It's online. Now, one of my um, friends actually mentioned these steps to me and they were like okay if you go to n o a 
see you oop i messed up <laughs> look at me obviously i can't spell okay so it's called noah counseling n-o-a and then counseling basically let's just keep it like that <laughs> n as in not o as in octopus a as in apple counseling.org and um it kind of um explains kind of like breaking the chains of trauma breaking the chains and the bad um you know outcomes of trauma because it's interesting um you should take a look if you want and if you need i think that sometimes um when people experience devastes like devast i'm now i'm making up words tragedies um they kind of you know fall into a pattern i know that um for a long time when i had experienced homelessness i i it was weird because at that point in my life i was actually really happy i actually felt free i actually felt like anything that i did i could accomplish more it was really strange you know i didn't really have much of a place to live didn't have much regulation no parental vision i was about 17 like 16 17 18 years old and it just was very very freeing to be like oh you know i can do this in my life <laughs> and i am an adult now and i can you know i became very proud at uh of doing things all by myself and then once i became an adult and all adults do things by themselves there came this kind of this resistance to authority i did not like telling i did not like people telling me what to do because i had been doing my like you know living the life that i wanted to do for by myself you know i went to college i got a apartment i got a job and that was very rewarding for me i was like oh i can do anything now but with that it also kind of came became a response like a trauma-based response because you know, I was so used to, like, maybe not even trusting people, maybe not even relying on people, and only relying on myself. When I started getting into relationships, serious relationships, um, when I started getting, you know, deeper into responsibilities, jobs, I kind of felt alone, really alone. I felt um, nervous all the time. I felt like, you know, all these people that, you know, want to date me, they just want something out of me, um, from me. And it was kind of a way to protect myself so that I would never be so close to anybody again. So that they could not hurt me the way that my parents had hurt me. Because I believed that when someone loved you at first. Like when I was younger I thought that when someone loves you they do everything in their power to make sure that you have a great life you know they like you know take care of you they nurture you um they emotionally support you and that's that's still true you know somebody who loves you can do that but also somebody that loves you 
um, can leave you behind. And for me, as a young child, that was very, very devastating. And it made me not want to trust anyone else. And I was so frustrated. I was so angry. And I think the substance abuse just enabled me to get past this internal discomfort that I was constantly feeling. And I truly believe that substance abuse is basically just curing discomfort. Whether it's discomfort for trauma, abuse, um, you know, a loss of a child, a loss of a loved one, a car accident, maybe your health declined. You know, coping with things that are so uncomfortable that we just can't handle them. And at one point in my life, that helped. It helped at one point in my life. When I was in college, and I was I had this new identity, you know, making new friends. I was like, I can be whoever I want. You know, I, I can be this, you know, traveler, which I am. I am a world traveler. <laughs> and I am. Um most of these things that I've created myself to be but I am also a person (laughs) and I think it's sometimes uh, easy for us to forget that we are just simply people and sometimes we just need simple things like food water nurture to be listened to anyway so back on to the MRT so there's six points um, that it says when um, following the trauma um, informed care and training and skills that they develop for men and women trying to mend like you know coping with traumatic situations mending relationships um, and just kind of understanding yourself because I feel like we you have to you have to find healthy coping mechanisms with these things because unfortunately life is going to happen unfortunately life um consists of depression substance abuse anger violence um irrational decisions um sleeping disturbances death anything fighting um laughter loss life is just like this it's the, i i know i list a lot of the negative ones but i i do because this is life, but life is not always negative, and I think coping with these particular things is very important because, especially in regards to substance abuse, because it can lead to future trauma. And even though the people that I grew up with dehumanized me and hit me and isolated me, I know that I can do stuff through my sobriety to fix myself so I don't have to carry this kind of behaviors and these kind of things to the future because I really want to have children I want to have a family and I want to have a healthy one the healthiest one that I can possibly make so number one stabilizing relationships the relationship mood and mental health. 
So stabilizing mood and mental health. This is one thing that I've been really trying to um, work on um, through uh, working out. Working out really helps me get out of my brain. Because when I think too much in my mind, I get like trapped in like, you know, flashbacks of the past or like things that I did or emotions that I had, you know, hurting others or other people hurt other people hurting me. It's dangerous. You know, you feel defeated. I'm not saying those things are not important. I'm not saying like having huge mistakes in your life are not important and you can't take responsibility. Definitely take responsibility. And learn to stabilize your moods <laughs> and mental health. Um, and I think it's... Mental health for me has always been a struggle. I've had depression since I was 10 years old. Um, had a lot of thoughts of suicide when I was younger. Now, thank God, those are away. And I know that those are symptoms. Those are symptoms of depression. And I know that those are symptoms of stress and you know trauma but that that's not me i don't want to end my life that's not important that's not going to change that's not going to fix things it'll change things definitely for other people but remember those are symptoms and those symptoms kind of need to be mended um anyway Number two, identifying filters, healthy coping mechanisms. Healthy coping mechanisms, I kind of talked a lot about um, this with my addictions counselor because this can be kind of tricky. When you're sometimes getting rid of one substance in your life, you tend to go for another. Um, You know, some people, like for example, I kind of notice now that I kind of desire smoking a little bit more now that I don't drink as often and I'm like oh that's not always good um but for some people like if they already smoked already um my addictions counselor was saying you know you would not encourage them to quit smoking and drinking at the same time (laughs) that just doesn't that's just that's uh, successful for some people but not everybody um healthy coping mechanisms for me kind of look like this um, working out, drinking coffee, sitting and listening to the trees, the rain. I like to walk on the lake. The lake is very quiet and my brain is not quiet. So when I go to West Bede Makaska and look at the boats and I like feel the sand on my feet, for that, that is very therapeutic to me because when my life is chaotic, I like to sit and watch the life go by just for a few minutes um some people like i don't know just to talk to others you know finding a community i i said something earlier in one of the podcasts that healthy communities um finding people that are similar to you um it sounds really cliche but it's true you know and i i think that it kind of has a negative con I sometimes has a negative association to that, you know. You know when you're in the lunchroom in school and there's those, like, all the different races kind of sit together, all the different, like, nerds, all the jocks, all the, you know, like, 
when you're in high school, everybody kind of sits together and they're like, oh, why doesn't everybody just sit, you know, all like in different spots or something, right? Well, it's because we want to stay with the people that know us best. And in high school, you know, that might be, you know, if you're Mexican-American and you speak two languages, that might be hanging out with the ASL students. Um, you know, if you're an athlete and really like lifting weights, you might hang out with the football players. You know, it's not really a bad thing. You know, I I know that because of what's going on in the world, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that's... uh segregating people or you know, like there's a difference between segregation trust me there's a difference between <laughs> segregation and keeping people apart permanently and for a reason than to allow people to gather in a safe spot to identify things that are hard for them and coping together because that's powerful that makes people strong Number three, setting goals for a healthier life. So this could be anything. And one thing I always have to remind remind myself personally is setting goals that are realistic. You know, I started my sobriety in 2017. I first started like, hey, I'm going to drink only on the weekends. I'm only going to drink this. My sobriety is not perfect. I have a good tendency to relapse after 30 days. <sighs> so... I know this about myself, so I have to set goals for a healthier life. I have to set goals to, you know, fight past the urges, fight. Um, and in order to do that, I'm going to fill my life with other things. Um, you know, instead of having four hours a, on one time of the day to do whatever I want, which could be a potential trigger for some people, um, you know, setting that time aside and being like, okay, I'm going to read going to go to the coffee shop. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do this. Little small healthier things in life. Whatever it is. And if, you know, if you're at the level of sobriety where, you know, you can only you're saying, "You know what? I'm going to only drink on weekends." That that's good. You know, you have to start somewhere. Um mending relationships and working through glitches. It's interesting. Mending relationships is an interesting term for me because some relationships can't be mended. I don't think you can ever fix a relationship. You can't really mend it. You can't really cure it. You can't really be like, oh, sorry, all the things that I fucked up on. <laughs> They're, uh, we're just going to sweep that under the carpet. Be be done with it. No, that never happens. So I don't really like the word mend. Um because it kind of gives me, me personally, this kind of idea, like, we're just gonna squish it all together and be like, it's okay, but it is, it is kind of like that, though, sometimes. I know for me, when I mend personal relationships, the glitch in my relationship is my sobriety, you know, when I relapse, it, it really shows people that, you know, I'm not really on top of my sobriety. Does it matter what people think? No, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't align with my personal goals. So that's the glitch. Um, it could be, you know, somebody else. It, and the thing is, you can't really mend another person. So if you're trying to mend another person, that's impossible. 
Um, you can only mend yourself in relationships. That's the greatest thing to remember. And if it's not working and you did the best that you can do, you might just have to walk away from it. But some relationships are easier to walk away from too. You know, like your family. Uh, me, I'm I'm Latina, so I've always learned that family comes first. Um, unless there's specific situations, you know. Um, but in most situations, family comes first. And it's family could be anything. I know a lot of people think family is like your biological mom, your biological dad. But it can be people that you personally love and show respect towards you. That's your family. <clears throat> and finding like that glitch. Like what is not settling? Like what is in this relationship that, you know, maybe it's a good relationship. Maybe you love each other. Maybe things are working out great. But what is something that is like not making this relationship as comfortable as it could potentially be? You know, maybe you don't like the way that that person says a, <laughs> I don't know, talks to you a certain way. Maybe it's a tone. Maybe you just feel like it's a little disrespectful. You have to kind of work these things out. Work through suppressed feelings. When I think suppressed, I almost feel like, uh, you know those things, you know those toys that you reel up? It's like dun 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 That's what I think of, you know, that little like clown or it's like a bear or something. And you rile it up, you're like dun 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 and eventually Oh, out goes a weasel. That's what it is. I guess it's a weasel. I never seen a weasel in a box, but whatever. Um but yeah. You it kinda like you suppress them and then all of a sudden I feel like if you suppress too much, it'll be like and so I think it's important to kind of just identify suppressed emotions. Um, and it's easy to do sometimes. Um, just because... So, okay, I actually uh, looked up the definition so in case somebody kind of got confused. So, um, suppressed. Forcibly put on forcibly put an end to so I kind of suppress myself sometimes because as a young child I always learned that you know you don't talk to people unless they talk to you and um, if you have an opinion suppress your opinion because you know it's not important that's what I internally um, kind of always thought and so in my adult life when I started you know really expressing my opinions, expressing my emotions, I found this trigger where if I'm ever upset and I have to for whatever reason, maybe you're working in customer service and you can't tell somebody to fuck off. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, you have to suppress your feelings. That's a real big trigger for me because I'm like, this puts me back to a point in my life where I physically could not say anything. I was forced not to say anything. And that is the worst feeling I could ever describe. It's not a physical pain. It's an internal pain. And when someone looks at you and says, you know, your feelings don't matter. 
it, it's hard. You know, it's confusing. And as an adult, we learn that, you know, some feelings you gotta suppress. You can't share everything. Um, but, you know, you can share some of them. And that's been a battle personally for me just because of my own uh, past. But that's definitely a trigger for me and I had that I have to work through. And working through these suppressed feelings, you, you know, it doesn't necessar- necessarily mean like you have to go and tell the person like, hey, you know, <laughs> you made me feel this way. You, you can. You can. You know, it depends. Like if someone made you feel upset, you can go respectfully or, you know, reasonably, within reason, tell them your, re- your feelings. But some people don't like that. Some people would rather, you know, if it's some a stranger or somebody on the bus, you know, and they disrespect you and you're like, you know what, it's not even worth it. I'm just going to walk home past this bus stop. Screw it, you know. They maybe say something racially mean to you or whatever, call you a name or something, whatever. There's no point. For me, sometimes there's no point, you know, talking to strangers if they're drunk or, like, just yelling across the street trying to cause fights. But, um, but in that situation, you know, you'd you'd probably just suppress your feelings for safety. And then maybe when you get home, you could talk it out, write it down, um, work through it. If there's anything lingering that you just wish you could get off your chest, just say it out loud. Be like, you know what? That guy was a freaking dick. I wish I could have told him to fuck off. And then leave it as that. But, you know, I think life... This is the amazing thing about life. Is life, there's no living manual. There's never... uh, definition for everything you know everyone's addiction is different everyone's life is different and it's just crazy and this is why it's nice to learn from others and to hear what other people go through and to kind of work together as a team anyway so the last one six identifying and re-identifying so the last one is just kind of a recap. Like you re-identify like, hey, this is a relationship that I have with my mom. I'll just like use her, her as an example. Um, this is just an example. This is not uh, anything realistic. But say stabilizing a relationship with your mom. You're like, you know what? I really enjoy this time with her. I really don't like in this time with her. And why? Why is it? Am I Am I not balancing this relationship do I not feel like this relationship is maintaining my values and maintaining the other person's values it's interesting I I thought that this MRT definitions um were pretty interesting and I still feel very strongly about um mending um mending not mending not uh, you know what I'm not even gonna use that word <laughs> not mending um I just believe that it's good if anything to list out your values see what is important to you and if that relationship lacks in any of those values 
that's where the healthy coping mechanisms either have to happen or the conversation is going to happen. Because we all deserve love, we all deserve happiness. And some of us have a little few problems, <laughs> a few more problems than others in certain situations. Everyone's got problems, everyone's got issues. But I think in regards to trauma, I think that we can really work towards these these strategies and coping mechanisms to not follow in the footsteps of the people that had done wrong to us. I really believe this. And I, I know that even if my life wasn't the most perfect, I know that I want I don't want to be a monster like the monsters that tormented me. I know that I will try every day to be a better person, an understanding person. All but also maintaining balance and respecting boundaries, the boundaries of others and myself. And when you go about your day to day, I hope that you take some time for yourself. I hope that, you know, you can maybe take some of these points and really look and say, you know what, what relationships are worth mending, worth fixing? What relationships are worth working through? And that also might mean the relationship with yourself. Speak nicely to yourself today. Give yourself some encouragement. If no one does, give it to yourself. Give yourself some credit. And with that, I hope that everyone has a great day and I, grew, I really, really appreciate everybody. And safest, safest, safest of travels.